0: What's going on, everybody? What's going on, baseball fans? This is a new show. It's going to be called Talking Baseball. My name's John Boy, and I got my best friend and co-host here with me. His name is Jake, and we have a ton of podcasts right now, but we want to make one where we just talk about the MLB in general. This, if you're listening, you are probably a Patreon member, and you're getting the early access to this test episode, or... You clicked on our podcast app and you backtracked a little to listen to, hey, what was their first episode like? Well, this is the first episode, and this is going to be very raw. That intro music probably won't stay. Uh, the intro in general will be different, but we're going to try and figure out things along the way. We have a bunch of ideas of what we of uh, segments we want to talk about, how we want to go about covering the entire 30 teams. We're going to have a lot of fun what else jake uh i will say this it's going to be a monday friday show live on youtube if you're a patreon otherwise midday every every monday we will be reviewing the the series that happened over the weekend every friday we will be reviewing the series that happened during the week that's the nitty-gritty this is jake jake how you doing this is jake hello
1: uh excited man i i know we uh we originally, I, I originally had some dreams for talking MLB and, and you were like, you kind of came in and were like, dude, I kind of, I'm a Yankees dude. And then uh, we've kind of been sucked into this world of baseball and it was, you know, I, I gave you the stopwatch, Jim. I told you it was about two months away. We're here. And, and here we are. Uh, we're doing it. And yeah, it's exciting. And I think we're we're going to release this to our Patreons. I, I, uh, you and me discussed this a little bit, but I think. This test and, episode, Yeah. And if, go check out the Patreon, not the Talking Yanks one, right? The, uh... Patreon.com slash John Boy Media. John Boy Media, and we're, we've, we've already got a couple hundred people in there. We're going to release it to them, and if you want to sign up, go check it out. And you might, if you get your input in now, you could change the future of the show, because we're, uh, we're we're going to mess with the format a little bit. We've got some really good segments we're excited about.
0: Uh, so yeah, let's let it rip, man. We're all ears. Yeah, and, uh... You know what? This episode, on the 15th, we're releasing our first real episode, and on that episode, we'll probably do a little more of a background of who we are and all that stuff. But right yeah. now, this is really just a tester episode. We have a ton of segments. We're going to run through uh, as many as we can and and just see how they go. So hang with us. Like Jake said, if you're listening to this, if you're already supporting on Patreon and you're a baseball fan and you're listening, feedback is so welcome.
1: Yeah. uh, Even the mean stuff.
0: Even the mean stuff. We'll put stock in what we think we should put stock in. Yeah. Yeah. All right. First up, Jake, we have the NL and AL report. Just to ease us into the show a quick what the hell just happened these last three days for anyone that doesn't know. And see, the tough thing about this show, Jake, is baseball is so regional. If you follow your own team, it's impossible to keep up with every other team. Impossible to do it. So we're going to try and do that for you guys a little bit. Jake has your NL report. Jake, you're on the clock. What happened?
1: James, we'll start in the NL beast, your hot Atlanta Braves. They take two out of three against the Phillies. They hang a nine and a 12 spot on the board after getting shut out in game one. Uh, so a little NLEs action there. The Nationals sweep the Marlins, uh, you think? The Fish don't score more than two runs in any game. Mets split with the Yanks. You'll hear about that on both sides of the report. Uh, I don't know. Kind of a mellow Subway series after London Town, NL Central. The Reds take three out of four from the Brew Crew after the Brewers won the first game of the series. Uh, The Pirates take three out of four from the Cubs. NL Central's a mess. That's going to be a huge talking point on this show, and I feel like every show the rest of the season, as that's the tight division. Uh, The Cubs salvage the last game of the series. Joe Madden getting big mad. We'll talk about that later. Cardinals take the rubber match against Seattle to take two out of three from them. And in the NL West, the Dodgers beat the uh, D-backs. Two-game set, (coughs) 5-4 final in both games. How about that? Rockies lose both games to Screwston, a one-run loss and a two-run loss. And the Giants sweep the Padres. Giants having some fun of late. And they put up 30 runs in three games, Jim. The analytics team tells me that's an average of 10 runs per game.
0: Wow. Yeah. Wow. The leaders over there are the Braves leading the East, Dodgers leading the West, Dodgers leading the West by 14.5 games. Yeah. Jesus Christ. And then in the central, like you said, we got two teams at 46 and 42, the Cubs and the Brewers and the last place team, the Reds are three and a half games out.
1: Yeah. The NL is a full, you can have so many different thoughts about the NL right now and be right. <laughs> like, like Cincinnati is technically the fourth worst team in the National League, you can look at it that way, or you could look at them as like a hot week from being right back in the NL Central mix. That's kind of fun. And Jim, I think we're gonna talk about them a little more later. The second worst team in the National League right now,
0: your New York Mets. And you know, they're bad of late too. I was looking at that. Yeah. They're like two and eight in their last ten, four and sixteen in their last twenty. The Mets Mickey Callaway is gonna get fired soon. I don't know what they're doing. They fired their pitching coach, hired an 82-year-old as if that was going to help. It hasn't really helped. No. And their bullpen's so bad, Jake. I mean, this is a little deeper than we want to go on the NL report, but the Mets' bullpen is so bad. Yeah. And the bullpen is a product of everything Mickey Calloway did. Yes. I mean, I mean Bro- <laughs> Van, Brody Van GM did. Yeah,
1: Brody Van Wagenen. So it's,
0: it's really like, it's really hard to point the blame because the GM brought in bad players. The players are performing bad, and the manager is pushing all the wrong buttons. They're a hot mess.
1: And, I mean, how, how, how could that happen? How could, how could their GM do such a bad job when he has such a good resume as a GM? Oh,
0: wait. Oh, wait. Oh Mets, you hired an agent. You hired an agent to be your GM. You hired
1: an agent. Um, let's, uh, let's, let's do the AL sweep and then we'll, we'll pick up some of the other big topics.
0: Yeah. So the Red Sox in the the Red Sox beat the Blue Jays two out of three, they lose the sale game. That used to be the one game. The Red Sox could win every series Sale's been bad lately, man. I think he gave up five earned runs his last three starts. He has a 10 era or something like that. That's no good. But the Red Sox did beat him the other two games. The Yankees split a series with the Mets. I think you might've said that. The Rays beat the Orioles two out of three, which is kind of a win for the Orioles that they got one win versus such a good team. Not really. It's always hard to sweep. The scary thing here is the Rays scored six runs in each game, Jake. That's 666. They used to be called the Devil Rays. I don't know. That just seems a little interesting, a little scary. If you're scared, I'm scared. 666, Devil, not good. The Angels took two out of three from the Rangers overcame A lot of emotional distress and grief and a lot of tears, but they did win two out of three from the Rangers, who, if they start losing series, changes the entire outlook of their season. They're currently eight behind in the West, but are one and a half out of the wild card game. The Astros had a two-game sweep of the Rockies, which they needed because they were on a little bit of a slide. Indians swept the Royals. Royals are so bad jake the royals haven't even won 30 games yet they are 26 games out of the central the royals are garbage and the indians swept them clevenger had his first good outing since coming back from the il which is good news for the uh, indians moving forward oakland took two out of three from the twins which is good for oakland um, but they're they're a wild card team i think the astros are going to run away with that division they're seven and a half games up so far, and the White Sox took two out of three from Detroit, one on a walk off by Jose Abreu. Your leaders there are still the Yankees, pretty soundly. The Twins, pretty soundly. And the Astros, pretty soundly. Pretty soundly. The wildcard race is tight between four teams. But yes, yeah, that's crazy because. Man, I, I think I don't think Oakland's real. I don't think Cleveland's real. No, I take that back.
1: Yeah, I think I think Cleveland's still got I think it. Cleveland, I, I, think no, I, ta-
0: I think Cleveland's real. I think it's going to be Boston, Cleveland, and Tampa.
1: Yeah, I, I, it's going to be funny to see if either of those West teams take a jump or become I, – I think what's going to be fun in these first couple weeks of doing this, Jim, is going to be the buyer-sellers debate because – I mean, in my head, you know, I, I've been hyping Texas up, and you know, Lance Lynn is having an incredible year, Mike Miner, and it's like, do you? You're you're a game and a half out of the wild card. Do you punt? But mentally, I I mean, you have to look at Cleveland, Boston, Tampa, and be like, we're kind of outmatched. So I I think for a while, Texas, Oakland, they're going to be hot button teams for us. Um, the Nationals. Um, and yeah, I mean like a team like Cincinnati and well, I I won't fully jump back to the NL yet, but there's, it, it, it's going to be funny seeing the teams that, that come up a lot more often. And if you're a, if you're a tough, if you're a Giants fan, we're we got a segment for you. Hang around for that. Um, you're not going to be there every week, but we, we want to get every team involved. Jim, I think starting at the top of the AL where you were, um, just clicking around on Chris sale real quick last year. The Red Sox were 18 and 9 in Chris Sales starts. This year, they're 6 and 12.
0: Yeah, man. It's tough. So I think his velocity's back up and his slider is still pretty good. I, I don't know what's going on. I know that I saw a couple games where teams were just taking that outside fastball and just poking it for a single past the second baseman and like, okay, that's easy. We'll do that a lot. I don't know if that's still happening. I haven't watched the sales start in, in a, quite a bit, but it's not good when the dude who's supposed to be your easy win is your only loss.
1: Well, and you, you see it around baseball, how much that can change a team when you can reset your bullpen. And when you can come into a game being like, all right, we've got our guy in the mound, we're going to win today. And they clearly don't have that feeling with sale so far. Um, yeah, it looked like he was bouncing back. He had two, two really good starts in early June, uh, complete game shutout. And then seven innings, no earned runs. Um, and then since then yeah he's kind of been it it's just not it's not Chris Sale his his last four starts 22.2 innings 5.96 ERA um guys are hitting 301 off of him so that's uh and and I don't know that was I I guess when I've been looking at the Red Sox struggles this year you think of the bullpen you think of Mookie not having as big of a year he had last year. Kind of the same for J.D. Martinez. But, I mean, Sale, uh, that's, that's huge. That, that changes, that ace pitcher changes the way you look at, like, an upcoming series, and he's not doing that in a positive way for them right now.
0: No, he's bad. I was trying to look at if the Oakland has any pieces to sell, Jake. I know this is kind of now we're just kind of spurting different streams, but we talked about how Texas has pieces to sell. Like they have, Texas has a lot of pieces to sell to be honest with Texas fans. You guys should not want to, to win this year. I mean, if you're in it for the long haul, you want to be, have like a good season, but come trade deadline, you want to be slightly out of it. So you can trade Pence to someone. You can trade Mike minor to someone you can trade. There's someone else, Lance Lynn.
1: Lance Lynn has the second highest WAR of any pitcher. Like this that's year.
0: that's three pieces. The Yankees when they had McCann, Beltron, Chapman, Miller. I mean, they traded those guys, and the turnaround was quick. If you could pull off good trades with these pieces, it's almost best for the Texas Rangers to slightly not be in it anymore. Is that like a hot take? It it kind of is
1: because you have to put your you have to put on the hat as if you're a Texas Rangers fan and you're like, well, we're just going to get hot the next two weeks and then we'll, you know, we'll take the wild card and you know, L- Lance Lynn and Mike Miner in the playoffs. Are you kidding me? Um, Cause you just get that natural excitement when your team's playing good baseball. I, I think, <laughs> I think what, what the words you'd want to say there would be is if you are the Texas Rangers in the next, after the all-star break in those two weeks, you either want to get really hot or really cold. <laughs> because um, that's kind of going to be your decision-making time. And if you get really cold, like what you just said, Jim, I mean, the Yankees selling off those guys has led them to where they are today. Glaber Torres, um, officially now an All-Star. So I, I think it's, it's tough if you're, if you're a fan of that team to be a game, a game and a half out of the playoffs and say, oh, let's sell. That's a tough feeling.
0: Yeah, but I mean, in 2016, the Yankees were—they're not there. And I remember being like, well, "Let's just get rid of these pieces." Let's yeah, get... it was the first time in my life where I was like, "Yo, let's get out of here." Oh, okay. So two. So yeah. So they. Yo, they also have Jake, Elvis Andrews, Estruble Cabrera. These guys are pieces that are free agents at the deadline. Ass crabs. Yeah. Josh Fields, David Carpenter. I don't know how the rest of these guys are doing, but yet yeah, they have a lot of pieces to sell.
1: Feels like we're going to have to do a, a buy or sell skit after the all-star break at some point.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, that is. That is have-
1: that is that is a really interesting point, like you mentioned with Oakland. Uh, when you mentioned the buy or seller thing, yeah, Like I, I'm trying to think of pieces Oakland would be looking to sell, and they don't really have a lot of those guys because it's a lot of just young dudes they have. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. Well, I I think we might have to pencil that that away as a a, a segment in the next couple of weeks.
0: Yeah. How about that? How about that? That's what we're doing here. All right. Next up, we're gonna do some standout performances from the last last series. So if you if you didn't watch every game, you didn't. That's crazy. Impossible. Yeah. Jake, do you have Imagine? a standout performance you want to talk about? Imagine if someone watched every baseball. Is it literally possible? No, right? No, no. It's impossible. There's 15 games each day, most days. Even if you put it at 10, right? Games are three hours long. That's 30 hours.
1: Yeah, it's impossible. guess if you could watch multiple at once. Anyways, Jim, my, my standout performance, I'm going Josh Bell. He had the three homer game. And, Jim, the other reason... I, I was looking at, and we, we do get caught up in Yankee world a lot, because that's kind of, that's where we started. <laughs> that sounds so dumb to say. Um, but, you know, we we get to see some awesome performances. We get to see Aaron Judge on a regular basis, Gary Sanchez from the catcher position doing silly things, the C- season DJ LeMay he was having. DJ LeMay is was an AL MVP favorite, and I saw Josh Bell was having a better hitting year, uh, according to some measurements, and I was like, all right, what's going on here? Because I, I know Josh Bell was a big prospect, and he kind of had a weird year for Pittsburgh last year. His, you know, 261, 357 on base, you're like, okay, he only had 12 homers in 148 games, and I know uh, my Uncle Rick, Jim, big Pirates fan, lives in Bradenton where they do their spring training. Um, and he was he was talking to me about Josh Bell, and it's so hard, man, with young baseball players. You have to make these kind of Caesar thumbs decision decisions. They weren't bought into Josh Bell to start this year. They didn't think he could hang defensively. They didn't think his bat was going to be enough. Guess what? He's got 81 RBIs. He leads the NL. He leads the NL in doubles with 30, and he has 26 home home runs. The guy's got 50, or no, with three triples, he's got 59 extra base hits in 85 games. He's having a special, special season. So I I wanted to parlay his home runs into a little bit of, yo, Josh
0: Bell, people. Yeah. Did you see my breakdown of his three home run game?
1: I didn't watch the full breakdown. What do you got for me, Jim?
0: So he went home run, home run, ground ball single, right? Then his next at bat, deep fly ball to left center field, like warning track. Stuff. The fans got excited, and they had every right to. It was a close shot. All right, so now he's three for four with one out. The next pitcher he faces, maybe then, yeah, is Discalso, the infielder for the Cubs.
1: Right. Dirty, dirty Dan Discalso. So
0: he's facing a position player pitching, and it's like, all right, here we go.
1: Yeah. Let's, Sw- uh, let's have some fun now.
0: Yeah. Swings hard at the first pitch, rolls over to second base. This is worst at bat.
1: It's funny.
0: So worst at bat. Next up, they bring in Kimbrell. Because they're just trying to get him reps and everything like that, and, right. and Kimbrell gives a home run right away to someone else. He's shitty, but facing Kimbrell, gets a pitch, third home run. Just funny that his worst at bat came against a position player.
1: That well, that's why we like the game of baseball. <laughs> exactly. Um, but yeah, man, what a what a beast, dude! And uh, uh, good good for Pittsburgh. They kind of went from those. Those years where they're like, hey, we're we're in it every year and then we lose the wild card game instantly. Um, And Josh Bell was kind of a big prospect for him and he's he's figured it out. So hopefully they can kind of build something
0: around him. I have found a piece that the Oakland Oakland can trade.
1: Okay, Oakland trade piece update. Liam Hendricks. Big segment. The Aussie, the Thunder from down under.
0: Aussie, yes. He's appeared in 40 games so far this season, Jake. And he has a 1.29 ERA.
1: Be a pretty A's move to trade him, but almost for like another piece that can help them. (laughs) Like, like they're like, well, we're not selling, but we're selling the one piece we can.
0: Yeah, just because they love flipping.
1: Love flipping. It's who's
0: your uh, Who's your standout, standout guy this week, Jim? Pains me to do this. I'm glad it's just a practice episode and not yeah. a lot of people get, get to see this. But it's Sonny Gray, man. Yeah, Sonny Gray shut down the Brewers. Eight innings pitched. 12 Ks. Only four hits, Jake. I don't think there was any walks. Zero earned runs. Couple hits. And then this is the Sonny Gray that the Yankees traded for. And it's unfair yeah. to the Yankees. That they have such a loud environment that Sonny couldn't handle it. I th- wow, I know. So this is where some people are like, oh man, you guys are Yankee fans. I hate you. Like, I think Jake and I are pretty balanced. We're not the Yankee fans that people when you people think Yankee fans. That's not really us. We're not trying to be obnoxious, which I think is yeah. uh, almost a correct assumption of most Yankees. I'm
1: not wearing my deep white cut V neck with the gold chain. <laughs> But to the stadium, I'm just wearing that on the weekend.
0: So I'm not trying to come from a place of obnoxiousness. When I say Sunny Gray couldn't handle New York. He couldn't handle yeah. the, the media. He couldn't handle the negativity and the intention and the intensity. And Cincinnati is perfect for him. He's with his old uh, college pitching coach. He's having a decent year, but anything's pitched. 12 K's. There was one walk versus the Brewers, which is a good, good team right now. Uh, that's pretty good.
1: Yeah, and he's his his K per nine is is higher. It's higher than he's ever had in his career. Uh his hit per nine is really low. He's not giving up the gopher ball. And Jim, you know, I was I was kind of a sunny stan a little bit while he was on the Yankees because his road numbers were still good. He had like a 3-1-4 ERA on the road. He just couldn't, literally couldn't pitch at Yankee Stadium. Yeah. Um so yeah, I think we we do get nervous about coming off as douchey new york fans but the stats back it up too
0: <laughs> good outing by him he was all fired up and intense man it was like yo this is what we wanted sonny this is <laughs>
1: this is everything we asked for
0: i grew to really hate good, him by the end
1: good for you sonny we're good so good. happy for you
0: so happy for you all right those were our standout performances Got something that needs to be done. And it's a slump watch, Jake. Slump watch. And we kind of did this already. Like, I have a player, but a team. It's the Mets, man. (laughs) It's supposed to be a player segment, but I think the Mets do deserve to be. No, no, it doesn't have to be a player segment. It can be a team. It can be anything. Umpire. Yeah, umpire. Watch that. But yeah, man. The the Mets have been bad. I think I had it in front of me. Here, here. Let me find it. Let me find it. In the last 10, okay? In the last 10 games, the Mets are 2 and 8. In their last 20, they're 4 and 16. In their last 30, they're 8 and 22. That is not good. that is a terrible, terrible trend. They But I uh, mean, it, at least they're not doing in memoriam things for players who are still alive are they yeah at least they're not blowing up their minor league facilities because they can't (laughs) handle their fireworks from top down the Mets are the Mets man it's incredible like it's incredible you which minor league facility had a fireworks display and blew up and caused a fire
1: if you had to if you had to guess one MLB team and you didn't know you'd guess the Mets and it was the Mets and that's uh, ownership uh you've seen it recently sweep over my face with the knicks because i thought they were getting kd and everyone it's dolan at, there's one recurring piece for the knicks it's james Dolan. for the mets i mean it's just the wilpons have to go at this point um because yeah top down the organ they, they hired an agent to be their gm they they're they're saying players are dead who aren't dead they're lighting their minor league facility on fire with fireworks Sorry, Matt. You're in a lifelong slump currently, Mets. Yes,
0: yes. And before we get to my real slump watch reoccurring segment, what pieces does Oakland have to trade? Brett Anderson, Jake.
1: Brett Anderson watch. Three. <laughs> Oakland trade piece.
0: Three, three, two, nine ERA on the season so far. Just had a really good outing versus the Angels. And he's having a good month right now. So, Brett Anderson. They do have some pieces. Not as many as the Rangers. They do have, that's two. That's literally just two pieces right now. My real slump watch, Jake, and this is so mean. Yeah. Kyle Seager.
1: Kyle Seager.
0: How's he doing? He was hurt, and now he's back. What's going on? Well, you want to know how he's doing in his last five games? I do, Jim. Kyle really Seager. Tell him who he plays for, for people that don't even know. Kyle Seager, third, your third baseman for your Seattle Mariners. He is 0 for 17 in his last five games. It's not good. With one walk, so he's got a point zero five six batting average, or zero point zero five six on base percentage, and point okay. zero five six OPS in his last five games. I saw that's that. That's not good. It's not good. It's like whoa, whoa. I mean, you get O for twenty. Yikes! He needs to get a hit in his next three at bat, next two at bat. You can't, you can't step up to the plate. And think if I don't get a hit here, I'm 0 for twenty.
1: Do you have a uh, how how many strikeouts does he have in those at bat? Like, is he putting the ball in play? Yeah, I think that's that's kind of even. <laughs> I don't want to say that's
0: funnier, but <laughs> no, yeah, he was putting the ball in play. Let me um, let me find it again real quick. So I did. His that's life- like.
1: That that's an awful feeling, because I mean, being in a slump, I mean, is obviously going to be a bad feeling. But literally, every player to ever play baseball has done it. When you're putting the ball in play
0: and you're in a slump, that sucks. I I I believe okay, o for eighteen with seven, o for seventeen with one walk and seven strikeouts. So ten balls in play that have been outs. It's
1: tough, tough. Get a uh, get well soon, Kyle. Call your brother. So I wanted, out.
0: I wanted to see how deep this goes. Like, this sure. is his, la- his last five games. No, zero hits. I went back. Uh, shit, I don't know how many games it was, but his last 122 plate appearances, I think it was a decent amount of games. Oh. I think I was looking at, like, 20 to 30 games. Yeah, that's a lot. Yeah, he's got a 200 batting average and a 303 on base percentage with a 654... OPS so he hasn't Not been good, Kyle. he hasn't been playing good Kyle get it together you're officially
1: Look. being watched Kyle I've got someone you could call on slump watch and it's I hate to throw my guy my dude Vandy alum and from Connecticut Jim Kurt Casale I don't even know if I'm saying that right yeah Casale uh Jim having a tough stretch I'm going last C- seven games Cincinnati Reds one for 19 which is tough one for 19 11 strikeouts uh, the most strikeouts in the last seven days across Major League Baseball 053 batting average 053 uh, slugging. Uh, I'm sorry, Kurt. Uh, you know, I don't, don't mean no shade, bro, but I mean, this is just a segment and you're cold right now and you know that (laughs) and we're going to work through it together, but that's tough.
0: Red's catcher. Yikes, man. This goes pretty deep. He hasn't had a multi-hit game since May 31st. Like what's your pep talk to Kurt? dude he he's got five five multi so he he's played fifty six games he's got five multi hit games. games okay right this is the red starting catcher fifty six games feel like he's splitting time a little bit, yeah, Jesus man, he hasn't had a multi hit game since may thirty first so in that stretch, June 1st to July 4th, base a month and a month and two days, month and 3 days. Yeah. 151 batting average, 297 OBP, 264 slugging. <laughs> a
1: tough break, man. And he's on the season his numbers still aren't that bad. 241, 331 OBP, four homers, <laughs> 711 OPS. Uh but yeah, that's uh Kurt's. Kurt's going through some stuff right now. He had a solid last year too: two ninety three, three fifty five, and fifty two games. So, uh, Kirk Vandy, Connecticut, get it going, big guy. If the
0: Reds, if the Reds want to start winning, they're four and a half out of their own division right now, right? Right. Are they searching for an upgrade at catcher?
1: Yo, Jimmy. I just, I just had some weird happen. What's that? Kurt Casali, Vandy. You know I'm a Vandy guy. Yeah. High school, New Canaan, Connecticut. Yep. Grew up in Connecticut. Jim, know where he was born? Denver. Wal- Walnut Creek, California. Yeah. I lived there. Little, a little. Sp- I'm a little spooked out right now. That first episode, I I'm randomly not- find Kurt Casali slump watch and then we've got three connected dots there freaking me out
0: wow that is crazy huh who's that their uh, who's their other catcher um let me get
1: let me oh get to Tuck, tucker
0: barnhart yeah tb but he's on the 10-day dl right now il jim come on il my bad god gonna have which to get means, a swear jar bucket going <laughs> which means kurt casale tucker barnhart much cooler name but he's hurt. He's much better. I mean, his stats it, suck. <laughs> he's, he,
1: he should be on Slump Watch, too. Wow. Okay, uh, so
0: if the, Reds, if the Reds are... If the deadline comes and the Reds say, hey, we think we can win the division, they need to find themselves a catcher. Jim,
1: first, first tangent on talking baseball. What do you do if you're the Reds? I know you, you've seen a lot of the Reds because they've been one of the more exciting slash YouTubable teams. What do you do? I mean, you're you. I mentioned at this at the start, you're either the f- fourth worst team in the NL, or you're a two good weeks away from leading the Central. And I mean, talk about a team that could trade off a couple pieces and capitalize on it. I mean, that would be the Reds too,
0: right? Well, they can trade Scooter Jeanette. They can trade Yasiel Puig. They can trade Alex Wood, Tanner Rourke. They have a lot of chips. Kurt Casale. <laughs> Zach Duke. Uh, what yeah. do you
1: do? Do you, if if you're a Reds fan, what do you do? What do you want?
0: Yo, I think the Reds right now are so happy with their team. Like
1: exactly, that's the other factor.
0: They have this like really good chemistry going. They're all they're all devoted to this. Uh, let the let the kids play. We're gonna cause you know swagged out fights, Dietrich shit. But yeah, you do have pieces to trade. And if you're ownership, you're not winning if you're the Reds this year. Right. I mean, I hate to I hate to crack down on any Reds fans that are listening to this test episode. Yeah. Sorry, sorry, new friends. But the Reds are not winning the World Series, even if they make even if they win their division, Jake. Yeah. It's not happening.
1: And there's, I mean, the Reds have some nice guys, but there's just too many, there's too many holes. I mean, uh, I, I don't know. Now, I, I don't want to start ripping our Reds, but I mean, you look at the catcher position. You look at Jose Peraza playing 80 games this year with a 607 OPS. Um, you know, Senzil got the call, and he's 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 getting better. Good good young player. But yeah, and and that's I guess that's the thing for me. If I was a Reds fan, like, can you sit there and honestly be like? you know we can have a good second half but do you think you're going to have a better second half than two out of two out of the brewers the cubs um i mean i guess you'd say the pirates yes um the cardinals like i i don't think you can honestly do that so i as tempting as it may be to be like well we're four and a half back in our division i i think they've they've got to be sellers
0: scooters like been hurt all year yeah. Puig's having a good year. He's a lightning rod that some people might not want to put into their clubhouse, though, if they have a good clubhouse culture. I don't. It's either they have such a good clubhouse culture they can handle Puig being dipped into it, or they don't care. Um, I think Rourke's hurt as well. No, he's yeah, not. Gotta... No, he's not. Rourke's having a pretty decent year. I mean, yeah, and uh, we we yeah. heard
1: the Luis Castillo rumors. That would be like a big trade. Tizieri's down at two two nine. Jim, I was actually going <laughs> to talk about him in a little bit, but yeah, he just had a um, great start. What? Else? And yeah, the only other guy I didn't watch was another shout out to my dude Jordan Lyles. His his last two starts, um, I think ten innings pitch, fifteen earned runs. Um, So that's not, or no, excuse me, 10 innings, 10 earned runs, 15 hits. Um, Jordan Lyle, uh,
0: you got to give me, you got to give everyone team names and all that.
1: Blitzburg, Blitzburg Steelers, um, Jordan Lyle's, 0-2, two games started, 10 innings pitch, 10 earned runs, four Yabos. Um, so, So again, we're sorry, Jordan. Well, I was you has got to be on the slump watch.
0: I was going to throw someone on the slump watch that I'm not sorry about, and it's Chris Sale.
1: Wow. Cool. I mean,
0: okay, his last three games, Toronto, Chicago, White Sox, Toronto. He's got a 7.02 ERA in these three games, 13 earned runs, and 16 innings pitch his last three games. Not good. That's not good. For, uh, for uh, Jordan Lyle, who cares? Who knows? Chris Sale, he's a premier pitcher in this league.
1: Can't can't wait to tell our tell our Boston friends that we finally started an MLB podcast and we got sale on Slump Watch and at the beginning of the show. <laughs> so, got
0: hey we we, we don't write the oh, story they know they know they've been they know they've it. been watching closer than us
1: yeah very true
0: next up Enfuego so this is where we got to figure out how we're gonna do this all yeah. right we have too many names on Enfuego from these last series. I'll rip through the one I think I was most shocked by.
1: I think we get two names. I, I think you get your your first two guys on there, and I'll get my first two guys on there. All right. That's my, what I'm thinking.
0: My first two guys, Evan Longoria. Yes. For the Giants went off, Jake. Right. This series, who did the Giants play?
1: Giants. Well, Jim, I, I was the NL report. They swept the pods. 30 runs, yeah. three games. Analytics, 10 runs per.
0: So... They scored 30 runs in those three games. Longoria drove in nine. That's good. And scored seven of them. Also good. So more than half of the runs the Giants scored versus the Padres these three games, Longoria either drove them in or was the person scoring. He had 16 combined. He had four home runs in the three games and two doubles, seven hits, so one single was in there. I mean, it was a five- 50 batting average, 2.215 OPS. That's so small. Um, OPS in, yeah. <laughs> in small sample sizes. I don't care. But batting average in small sample sizes is impressive. 600 on base percentage. I mean, this is a guy who got traded from the Rays and was part of our lives as AL East fans to the Giants because they were doing some weird strategy last year, bringing in Kutch, Longoria, Sandoval, and all this stuff. And I was just shocked. I was like, whoa, Longoria, that's crazy good. Yeah, and
1: Longoria is a guy that we've known a while from the from the AL East. He was one of the bigger prospects one, that was going to change the Rays, and he did for a while. And it's uh, you, you know, is he doesn't necessarily impress you when you go into the Baseball Reference and you start digging up stats, but guy can clearly put together a series. And Jim, I think the bigger thing we, you know we're going to be talking a lot about trades and who's buying, who's selling in the next couple weeks. Jim, the word from Giants land is that they're having fun. Which, when we saw them this season, you know, they kind of looked dead and they, they didn't really know what was going on. Hey, they're having a good time and they, they swept the Padres and they're putting up big runs. Good for the Giants. Giants are bad. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's, it's not going to change, but, I, I mean, they're definitely going to sell. But the team was having a good time and Longo went off. That's kind of all you can ask.
0: What's Longo's season at? Like, Longo. Is he not good now? Do you know, I think like his, his, uh, he's never really had like a great season as good as he was. I think he just crushed the Yankees. I was reading something that was like a weird stat with Evan Longoria because I thought he was really good. And I was like, he's never had, so, maybe it was war or something like that. Yeah. It's just, he,
1: know what it was, Jim. He came up, was a big prospect and his, his best, you could argue four of his five best seasons were in his first four seasons um he his first three his first three years he was an all-star and he's never been back to the all-star games which i think that would surprise you when you think of evan Longoria. um he's got a couple good years mixed in there he's got a couple 30 homer season, even as, as recently as 2016 he had a big year 36 homers 98 RBIs um but yeah, just the overall body of work. It's it's not super impressive for a guy that was kind of supposed to be one of the faces of baseball. Yeah.
0: Who's your uh, enfuego? I'm leaving it just for you. F- my first
1: Enfuego that's on fire, baby. Um, Jim, I'm gonna go with Miguel Sano. Cause A, you know I love the twins, Jim. Um, slash I, I just I think they're good. They've got a lot of pop in those bats. And Jim, a guy that, I mean, they almost rode off last year. They sent him, didn't they send him down to high A because he was just slumping so bad? And he had, it was the classic case of like, he had a friend who was a coach down there. So they were like, yeah, it let's was like try the, this guy. It was guy. like their
0: main facility. It, it, Sano's career trajectory <clears throat> is kind of similar to Gary Sanchez's, which is crazy because at 16 years old, they both got uh, picked up. They were both 16 at the same time in the Dominican they both got picked up. Uh, Sano was one year earlier. Gary made like he came up in 16, played half the season, went crazy. But then last year, Gary and Sano both had like really down bad years.
1: Yeah. And Jim, he's, um, he's starting to get it going this year. His, the batting average won't impress you 225. He has an 873 OPS. And Jim, over this past week, he's got four homers. Um, 400 four homers nine rbis and i just think when we're talking about this minnesota twins and kind of team identities and stuff the twins are clearly built around the gopher ball um which i think is kind of funny that the, used to be the small market twins how you know tory hunter how, how do these guys put it together year after year um i mean they're yamming the ball around the ballpark if you don't know max kepler's having a big year nelson cruz um CJ Cron is hitting homers. If Sano has figured it out, Jim, and and I think this is where you and I are saying the same thing we say it differently. Like I like the Twins. I think they're gonna. I think they're gonna make the playoffs and they're compete. I don't have them as an actual threat. If Miguel Sano can get things going, their lineup can get scary quick. Um. So I uh sh- shout out to him for for putting it together. Um. It'll be interesting to see. I mean, is it just well Miguel Sano had a hot week. Or is he being back to being the the eighty power on the prospect scale that people were raving about a year ago? Because I mean, that would that would change that would change a lot for the Twins. They could potentially well, let's do some quick math here, Jim. They could potentially have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. I mean, they could have a full lineup of guys with OPSs that start with an eight, and I mean that's impressive. Yeah. So a little shout-out to my, my twins and Miggy Sano,
0: Sano. Yeah. I, had, I mean, I looked at Sano, and I looked at another guy, Danny Jansen. He also had four home runs in the series versus the Red Sox. Same as Longo, seven hits, two doubles, one single, four home runs, less RBIs. But Sano and Danny Jansen did this in losing efforts. Longoria's team swept, and like I said, he accounted for 17 of the 30 runs scored in the three games. So I was like, yeah. fucking Longoria. I was going to make him my standout. But I, I switched to Sonny Gray.
1: Got the old switcheroo. And yeah, that was my, my other guy who I was going to mention on Enfuego, Luis Castillo, his past two starts, 14.2 innings. A lot of reds this episode. 0.61 ERA in those 14.2 innings. Uh, opponents hitting 0.85. So uh, Luis is twirling it. All right,
0: next up who got mad who got mad jim i have two down that i saw joe madden was the big story joe madden yeah. got mad not at the umpire at clint hurdle and the pirates in general yeah joe madden is so exhausting the cubs got lost the first 3 games of a four game set to the pirates the yeah. f- they were they're floundering a tiny bit cuz that division's ridiculous they're uh, playing the fourth game did you see this at all, Jake? I
1: saw a little bit of the interview, and I saw a couple of the quotes, and, I mean, it, it seemed very Joe Madden. I, I'm i I'm interested to see, and maybe we'll have some of our Pirate fans reach out to us. Because um, jo- the one weird quote was Joe Madden saying, like, it's known around the league, it, it, er, it's, like, pretty well known that the Pirates, this is part of their strategy to throw up and in, and it's like... Well, I think that's kind of part of every pitching stats. Uh, are the Pirates aiming for heads, and that's well known? Because I don't, I if that was as well known, I think I'd like to think it would have got to me at this point.
0: The Clint, uh, the Pirates pitcher was in that bat versus Hobby bias. I'm trying to make a breakdown soon, and it hit his bat. Would have hit his right. hands, but his bat, so it's a foul ball. And there was one or two before that that brushed Hobby back a tiny bit, but uh, Clint Hurdle. Pirates manager just said that pitchers hit one guy all season. I'm like what? <laughs> and, and Clint hurdles. Like I saw Joe yelling. and I didn't know if he was yelling at me or the Umps or whatever. And yeah, man, if Joe Madden starts managing on a losing team, he really yeah. loses all of his magic luster because he's a really good manager. I, I do think he's a good manager and gets the most out of his teams for the most part. But if his team start losing, I mean, he's so obnoxious and exhausting. This was clearly just to fire his team up. And they won the game, right? They didn't get swept. Yeah. So maybe that was good. He got ejected. But he does a spin move. I think it was Bryant holding him back and Joe West playing offensive lineman, blocking him. He got so mad. but It's like, dude, Madden, like, ugh.
1: And someone brought, more importantly, someone brought this to my attention. that, And it's starting to go around the internet. How much he looks like the guy from Get Out.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. He's always looked like that, scary. Guy. Yeah. Well, yeah. But I, I, it's just
1: it started circling the internet stronger lately. So that's that's pretty cool. Um. Yeah. A Clint Hurdle's an awesome baseball dude. Um. I I hadn't gotten my my taste of Clint Hurdle in a little while. And and Jim, the biggest thing with Joe Madden, it's it's one of my favorite corny phrases. Winning cures everything. You bring in magicians and penguins into the locker room, and you're winning. It's like hell yeah, this is this is awesome. If you're doing that and you're losing, you look. Like a dumbass.
0: He's just exhausting. Most Dumas. Exa- Most exhausting man in baseball, for sure. Uh, uh, Cardinals Who else man- got mad, Jim? Cardinals manager, Mike Schilt. You ever seen him? He's an odd-looking guy. He looks like uh, like a Dwight Schrute relative managing baseball. It's very, Mike Schilt, his pants. Yeah, it's very odd. He got upset at umpire Rob Drake because in the uh, fourth inning, his batter, I forget who it was. Dexter Fowler just hit a home run. Next batter, calls time, backs out. His feet aren't even in the box. The pitcher throws the pitch, but the ump didn't grant the batter time. The pitch is a strike. Next pitch, it's 0-2. Now he grounds out, and he just comes out screaming and yelling like he wasn't even in the box. You didn't call him time? Right. Classic case where umps don't grant time. They usually do. I don't. But then... Like, the, the pitcher? got I guess my
1: question, Jim, I, I haven't seen this. Whose side should I be on?
0: Schiltz. Okay. But if he granted time, the pitcher might have been mid-wind-up, you know? Right. It's tough. I don't know. You don't have to be on a side. I, I think I okay. think you could be like, that's a tough situation.
1: That's an even better answer. Yeah, it's just a tough situation.
0: Because... You know, you don't want a pitcher to stop his pitch mid throw and hurt himself. But you don't yeah. want the batter to have to swing with something in his eyes, but but the batter just ran out of the box before the ump officially granted time, like backed out. Yeah. So I think that's on the batter cuz you got to hang in there.
1: Yeah, you got to hear it. So,
0: then he got mad, he got ejected. That's really all. We're going to need your guys help. Let us know. Someone gets mad cuz sometimes it's going to be a pitcher be a defense. can be a hitter, breaking a bat, something like that. Easiest to follow ejections, but we'll know. Who got mad? Who got mad? Walk-off watch. The Dodgers had two, Jake. Jim, the Dodgers walked off five straight games. No, nah, not true. They walked off five straight home games. They can only walk off at home. There was a road trip in the middle. They did three versus the Rockies three in a row, then went on a road trip, then walked off the next two at home. I said that in my breakdown. I said, the the Rockies walked off five straight games at home, and all the comments were like, you can't walk off games on the road. And I'm like, I know. I'm just trying to let you know it was not five straight. Right. Because that's what you would think. Yes, but five in a row at home with the possibility of a walk-off is crazy. Yeah. Crazy. And the one was five walks in a row. That was Wild.
1: Yeah, that was a mess. <laughs> like a oh, straight mess.
0: Tough day for
1: Greggy Holland.
0: Kept trying to throw his change up or slider, I don't know what it is, outside and away. Yeah. <laughs> they weren't biting. <laughs> and then tough spot for the next pitcher to come in now. Tie game base is loaded.
1: Oh, it's done. Yeah. You you don't have a shot there, but you
0: just gotta let Holland lose at that point. Yeah. Yo, know, he was one strike away from winning from from closing out that I game. I know. Then he just started bouncing. No
1: no trust in his 90-mile-per-hour <laughs> fastball because he's got that dirty slider. Yeah. Jose Abreu
0: hit a three-run walk-off, tied in the bottom of the 12th. He hit a bomb. And uh, Dickerson, sack fly in the ninth. Pirates walked off the Cubs one of those three games. Kimbrell. Kimbrell looking sloppy so far. Yeah, yeah, part of me, that's just... Well, I don't know. I you got to let this-
1: him get into the season a little bit. A little bit,
0: but it's like a starting pitcher. I think is a little different. Like relievers, like you never like. It's a small sample size. You gotta let them go in, but yeah, I wouldn't. Get, I'd be more surprised if a starter comes and they're like, I get more rocked around than a reliever.
1: Yeah, I I think if you're if you're a Cubs fan, you kind of got to be like, all right, get everything leading up to the All Star break. That's a warm up, and then it's like, all right, Kimbrel, now uh, let's
0: go. Jake, you have a a guy here. Next thing we're doing is call-up watch. Call-up watch. Don't what? know call-up watch. Don't know if we're going to be able to do this all the time, but there's a really really fun one here that everyone should know about.
1: Yeah, Jim, and I I actually think we're both going to fall in love with this segment cuz I found a really cool page on Baseball Reference that shows everyone that gets called up for the first time. Um I'm going to send you the link right now just cuz it's cool to look at. Um Jim, there have been 159 players that have made their MLB debut to start this season. Uh, Jim, the first one that's really fun, Brendan McKay. uh, Two-way McKay, I'm calling him. I think other people should call him. I've lost your video, which is a little scary, but I'm going to keep talking. Um, Out of Louisville, and he's supposed to be the next two-way guy. He was the fourth overall pick. He actually made his pitching debut last I heard it was um, Jake Say. I, I want to say it was Sunday, but oh, we're going to try again to connect to the video here.
0: Uh Uh-oh. Damn. It's coming back. Said it froze on him, too. All right. For the audio, I got a snap so I know to edit this out. Unfortunately, YouTube, if you guys are watching on Patreon, you're just going to have to fast forward this a little bit. See if Jake can rejoin. Texting him now. He's coming back. he's back. All right. There he is. You actually think that's where I got got cut off at.
1: You actually think, well, I was going to send you this link. Yeah, I I don't know if that was Wi-Fi or whatever that was. Um, Jim, so A, that link I just sent you shows everyone that made their MLB debut this year, which is actually pretty awesome um we've had 159 guys make their debut this year uh this week a couple of the fun ones uh brendan two-way mckay that's what i'm calling him i think people should call him that because that's kind of a cool nickname right um brendan two-way mckay he made his pitching debut um actually on the 29th but he made his hitting debut he went 0 for 4 uh but Jim, he's exciting. Uh he was the number four pick overall out of Louisville in twenty seventeen. So he made climb the ranks pretty quickly, but he was a college player, so a little easier. But it's just really exciting. I mean, we had the Otani experience this year, and I know you and I are excited because we're gonna get to watch him play uh actually today against the Yanks. Um, but I mean, two way players. That's uh if like if McKay's good. I think two-way players are going to become a thing, which is awesome, right? There's
0: If he's good, then that's two of them in the league? Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting.
1: So I'm interested to see left-handed pitcher, and I, I think it's funny because this was kind of my stance with Otani, but nobody knew what to think about Otani because it was, it was brand new, and I was like, ah, Otani's going to wind up being a pitcher. Otani hitting is awesome. It's become one of my favorite things to watch. Um, so yeah, I, I don't know. We're, we're going to see him on the bump. I'm, I'm interested to see if he's good. If he's good, that's going to suck being a Yankees fan a little bit, seeing him be good in Tampa for the next six years or whatever it is. Um, if he's bad, it kind of sucks. Cause I want two way
0: players. So I'm in a tough spot with McKay. Jake, I have a question for you. This link you just sent me. Sure. What the fuck is the second name? So it says Tyler Alexander, Tyler, John Dylan. Cease. That's her
1: like middle name. <laughs>
0: Oh, okay. That makes more sense. Why yeah. would they do that? Why would they? I
1: don't know. It's it is kind of a weird layout, right? I've just got it sorted by date because that's that's what I'm trying to do, and I like that. So do I. Um, I
0: didn't realize that we had an Aussie make a debut uh, in June on June 30th. Lewis Thorpe, an Aussie for the Twins. That's fun. Lewis Thorpe, uh, the torpedo.
1: Um, yeah, and that's Jim. I actually I think part of this segment just. Quickly, I'll say the other guys. Tom Eshelman gets the call. Jose Urquidy, Trevor Kelly, Matt Tyus, uh Robel Garcia, shout out, and Tyler Alexander. And the other guy I wanted to mention, Jim Dylan Cease, pretty big pitching prospect for the White Sox. He gets the call. He's supposed to be a, the one of the future uh, arms of this you know young White Sox core that should be pretty good in a in a year or two. Five innings
0: pitched, three earned runs for him versus Detroit. And Got game the dub. one of a doubleheader, yeah. All right. Next up, awards. This is something Jake and I do on our awards. Yankees podcast, talking to Yanks. But we're going to give one award each. Okay, Jake. Yeah. My first award. Keep him out of Vegas award.
1: The keep him out of Vegas award. The okay. Keep so
0: that dude out of Vegas award. Okay.
1: So this award is going to a Mets player that you don't want them to send to AAA anymore.
0: No, it is going to Manny Machado. Manny Machado was in the on-deck circle. A Dodgers fan was behind him, chirping him. uh, 12 seasons of no October. You're going to have long off seasons. You should have stayed in LA. You could have won a World Series. Manny Machado turns around and says, I'll bet you my entire contract. Guy goes, what? He goes, bet you my entire contract. We win before they win. The World Series. Entire contract? Dude, bet him 100 bucks, Manny. Learn how to yeah. gamble. You're going to bet this dude your entire contract? Bad With so bet. much money? It's a bad bet. It's one of the all-time bad bets.
1: It's a bad bet, Manny. A bad So he's going to the Padres. Zing! Sorry, Padres fans.
0: Wow. Two bad bets. Two bad bets. Damn. So that, he okay. gets to keep him out of Vegas award. Just fucking a terrible gambler.
1: I like that. Um, Jim, my first award, and actually <laughs> the only award I had prepared,
0: <laughs> uh, is the Stay Salty Award. Okay. Ooh, someone did something good versus their ex-team. Sonny.
1: Jim, as if I could craft an award that good. Uh, Jim, I actually, with my awards, I go puns. It's going to Charlie Morton. Morton Salt. Oh, okay and my dude twirled another gem um he's going to the all-star game jim and dude we this guy just deserves a little extra love cuz he's having a crazy season he's 9 and 2 a 2 3 6 era a 3 4 war if you're into that kind of thing um but man I, jim everyone kind of everyone had a shot the rays signed him <laughs> the, yeah. the, the 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 second the team the second team you'd link in baseball to not having money the Rays got this guy. He's been lights out. He went seven innings pitch, 12 strikeouts, one earned run. Um, he's having one of the best years of any pitcher. Any any team could have got him. I know Yankee fans are mad they didn't get this guy now because they signed Happer. Um, every team that's not the Rays should be mad they don't have this guy because he's uh, he's been dirty,
0: man. Dirty. All right. Stay salty, Ward. Stay All right, last salty. segment we're going to do here. This is one we're excited about. I hope it works. I hope it's good. It's Ooh. going to be called Elevator Talk. This is how, here's how this goes. we have to move this to... the No, I think I like it at the, at the end of the show. Here's how this works, Jake. I have a wheel here with all 30 MLB teams on there. I'm yes, going to yes, spin yes. the wheel. It's going to land on a team. We are going to give you enough info that if you're stuck in an elevator with a fan of blank team... You can keep up. You know what's going on. You can have a conversation. How it's going to work is I'm going to spin the wheel. We get three X's. We've talked about Oakland. We've talked about the Reds. We've talked about some teams a lot. we we'll be like, nah, let's do another team. You know what I mean? Yeah. Two minutes on the clock, give or take. Jake's going to go to whatever websites he goes to. I'm going to go to whatever websites I go to. And we are going to let you guys know what the conversations are. What's the hap? OK, uh, I'm going to have to explain this a couple times as we go. But this is elevator talk. Jake, are you ready?
1: I think I'm ready. I'm, I'm pretty <clears throat> nervous, but excited.
0: Here we go. Wheel is being spun and we are talking about, oh, man, tough. The Baltimore Orioles. I think we got to do it. Here we go. If you find yourself in an elevator with the Orioles, here's what you have to say. Let's go. Baltimore oh. Orioles are really bad, Jake.
1: You like, you like the O's, huh? I think they have the worst pitching staff ever.
0: <laughs> Jake, Jake actually thinks that the 2019 Orioles have the worst pitching staff ever assembled. They just lost one, uh, lost a series versus the Rays. You know that. They're real bad guys. They're in last place in their division. Their bats aren't that bad. But no, pitching I pitching is I, so I, I think if you're trying to be nice to this Orioles,
1: you'd say, hey, you know what? We Against lefties, we've, we've got some righty bats that can do something. Does Rio Ruiz do anything for you? No, he shouldn't. Um, Trey Mancini's
0: doing things. They have to trade Trey Mancini, right? I think they do. Here's a fun fact. So someone gets in the elevator with you. You say, hey, do you know the Orioles haven't won 10 games in a month yet this season? April, eight games. May, eight games. In June, the Orioles won six games. They went 6-20, 8-19 in April, 8-19 in May. Ooh, that's a really fun stat. Are they going to end up being historically bad? They're 25-61 and 61 right now. That's what they did last year. They're historically bad, and I think, I think they will be again. How many games in a row do you think they have won this season? The most, Jake?
1: I'd say they got three once, maybe. I don't know.
0: Um, they have won four in a row. It was the third, fourth, fifth, and sixth game of the season. They still were like, we can create magic. And then it was like, oh, shit. Since then, they've won two in a row once, twice, three times. Hey, John
1: John Means is their
0: all star. He's got a two
1: five ERA. Oh, 82 if, innings. Yeah, Good if you want to be
0: if you want to be nice to the Royal fan you're in the elevator with, be like, yo, John means change up, huh? That thing is dirty. It yeah, is, that John really, Means change. It's really, Woo. really dirty. Hey, what do you think we could get for Andrew Kashner? Nothing. And that's talking O's. That was talking O's, and this was talking baseball. Test episode one. Thank you guys very much for hanging out with us. If you are on Patreon uh, and you did watch this, leave some feedback. Jake and I will be discussing what we liked and what we didn't like, and we'd love to hear your input. We appreciate it. We'll see you guys. Uh, see you guys on Monday. I believe we're gonna do our next test episode. See ya.